Chapter 31 Michael pushed his lawnmower across a yard so huge he couldn't see where it ended. He looked behind him to make sure he was mowing a straight row. To his horror, he saw the grass he had just cut growing long again right before his eyes. Michael pushed the mower even faster, nearly running. The sky was getting darker and Michael's legs and arms ached with weariness, but he still pushed the mower along. Where were Buddy and Terrence, he wondered. Why wasn't anyone helping him? Where was the end of the yard? He heard someone calling his name, but he ignored it. He just had to finish this yard. They were almost out of time. Michael, wake up! Michael rolled over and sat up. It was just another bad dream. His mother stood next to him looking concerned. Michael Thomas, you're going to be late to school again. Why didn't you get up when I called you the first time? Michael swung his legs out of bed and groaned. Every muscle in his body hurt. I'll hurry, he mumbled. I won't be late, I promise. His mother followed him as he headed for the bathroom. Michael, I don't like this, she told him. I know you want to raise money, but you're working much too hard. You're too tired to keep up with your schoolwork. Michael splashed water on his face. It's only until Saturday, he said. I'm not too tired. But as he got ready for school, Michael knew that he truly was very tired. I have to keep going, he said to his reflection in the mirror. Buddy and Terrence were working just to win the contest with the girls. But Michael was working to try to save his own house. In his heart, he knew they would never mow enough yards to make much of a difference. But Michael felt he had he had to at least try while there was still time heavenly father he whispered as he hurried down the stairs please 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 help us find a way to buy the property it was thursday so far the boys had mowed four yards fitting in two small ones on tuesday and one before church on wednesday tonight they had one small yard scheduled and michael determined that as soon as they were finished he would come straight home and go to bed after school, the boys met at old Mrs. Hillary's house on Birch Street. Both her house and her yard were tiny. We'll knock this out in less than an hour, predicted Buddy. Soon the three boys were standing on the front steps as Mrs. Hillary counted out $15 into Terrence's hand. Michael could almost feel his pillow against his face as they turned to leave. Boys! A feeble, high-pitched voice called from the other side of the white picket fence. Would it be too much trouble for you to do my yard, too? They looked over to see a tiny woman in a blue dress covered by an old-fashioned apron. No, ma'am, not at all, answered Buddy before the others could stop him. Oh, thank you, the woman said, her face beaming. I'm Mabel Mallory. Usually my son comes over and does it for me, but he's on a business trip. How much do you charge? Whatever you think is fair, ma'am, answered Buddy. We're raising money to help our church buy its property from the leaseholder. You may have heard of it, Willow Valley Bible Church. Oh my, yes, Mrs. Mallory exclaimed. Then she looked troubled. Why, troubled, why, I thought your church owned that property. No, ma'am, Terrence told her. It will go on the market in a month if our church can't raise enough money to buy it. That's very unfortunate, exclaimed Mrs. Mallory. Oh, I do hope some big, noisy shopping center doesn't come along. It would be such a shame if they tore down that lovely old building. 
Michael clenched his teeth and looked down at his grass-covered shoes. Come on, guys, let's get this done, said Terence as Mrs. Mallory went back into her house. Michael wearily pushed his mower to the edge of her lawn. This was almost as bad as his nightmare. It was nearly dinner time when she when they finished Mrs. Mallory's yard and rang her doorbell. Oh, it looks fabulous, she crowed. Now I want all of you to come in for a nice cold glass of tea before you leave. Just leave your shoes on the porch if you don't mind. Come in, come in. The boys took off their shoes and followed her into the coolness of the house. Tall glasses filled with ice and garnished with thin lemon slices waited on her lace-covered dining room table. She poured the tea from a pitcher. Now help yourself, she said smiling. As the boys refreshed themselves with cold tea, she took her checkbook and pen from the counter. You did such a nice job, she chirped as she carefully wrote out a check. I truly wish you the best in regard to your church, she added. We're trying to do our best, ma'am, Michael told her. She reached out and patted his hand. There's something very important to remember, she told him, her bright blue eyes looking earnestly into his. God only asks you to do your best, so do your best and trust him with the rest. He will surely take care of you, just as surely he has taken care of me all these ninety-two years. Michael smiled. Yes, ma'am, he answered. Do my best and trust God with the rest. That's right, Mrs. Mallory said with a nod. She folded the check and handed it to Terence. Michael and Buddy pushed their mowers down the street toward Michael's house. Terence followed behind, carrying the string trimmer and the blower. They were nearly to Michael's house before Terence thought to take Mrs. Mallory's check to see how much she had given them. He had to squint to read the spidery handwriting in the fading light. Then suddenly, he let out a whoop of excitement. "'You won't believe it!' he said. "'What? Tell us!' said Buddy impatiently. Michael held his breath. Terence grinned. One hundred dollars, he told them. One hundred beautiful dollars. All we're sure to win now. Don't do that. Michael swallowed hard and leaned against the handle of his lawnmower. Looking up, he saw the evening stars starting to glimmer brightly in the darkening sky. Thank you, he prayed silently. Help me do my best, and then help me truly trust in you for the rest. Lights shone brightly from the kitchen windows at Emily's house. Cookies were everywhere, stacked on the table and across the counters. Cookies are completely disgusting, Emily declared as she carefully filled another container. I wouldn't care if I never saw another one in my life. But the money is wonderful, Heidi reminded her, and tomorrow we will sell every last crumb and win the contest with the boys. Emily sighed as she thought about Michael and Willow Valley Bible Church. I hope so, she said. I sure hope so. Chapter 32 Friday after school, the race was on once more. Heidi and Emily walked all the way up to Main Street, going to nearly every house they passed. They promised each other they would not go home until every cookie was sold. But as the day drew to a close, they turned back toward home, still carrying the last container. Heidi took the cover off and grabbed out two of the cookies. We deserve it, she said, handing one to Emily. Emily put the whole cookie in her mouth at once. 
Then she patted her bulging skirt pocket where she had tucked the money. We earned a woot, she said with her mouth full. Heidi nibbled on the edge of her cookie. I'm pretty sure we won, she said. I really hope we did. I don't want to make any cookies for at least the next 17 years. Three streets away, two lawnmowers loudly chewed their way across yet another yard. Because it was the last night of the contest, the boys worked with renewed energy. The house sat on a double lot, making the yard quite large. But by now, the boys had their system down, and they finished before dinner time. Mr. Lowell gave us $25, Terrence reported to the other to the others as they pushed the mowers toward home. Do you think we won the contest? asked Michael. Without a doubt, declared Terence. Maybe it wasn't really fair, since there were only two of them. It's fair, Buddy said, holding up one of his hands. Look at these blisters. We've worked harder than they have, that's for sure. We've done our best anyway, said Michael. After more than a week of warm, sunny weather, Saturday dawned rainy and cool. The Willow Valley kids carried umbrellas down to the willow trees and propped them in the branches above their heads to make a shelter. Over her shoulder, Emily wore a colorful purse filled with the money she and Heidi had earned. Terence arrived carrying a small metal lockbox. He wore the key on a string around his neck. Rain pattered on the umbrellas like polite polite clapping from an invisible audience, and the meeting began. This meeting will come to order, announced Terence in his official I'm the boss voice. Last week at this time, the ladies of this club challenged the gentlemen of this club to a contest to see who could earn the most money. Now at the appointed time, we do hereby end the aforementioned contest. Emily rolled her eyes. Can we just get on with it? Terence ignored her. Gentlemen, in deference to the ladies, we will call for them to present their earnings first. Ladies, please present us with the money you have earned. Emily looked triumphantly at Heidi and opened the purse. We earned $227.14, she announced breathlessly. Immediately, smiles appeared on the boys' faces, and the girls knew then that the boys had won. Ladies, you are to be commended for your diligent work and your commitment to our great cause. However, through hard work and unfailing determination, Michael, Buddy, and I have... Tell us how much you made, said Emily crossly. 285, Michael said gleefully, and my favorite kind of cookie is chocolate chip peanut butter oatmeal raisin with strawberry frosting and sour gummy bears on top. Oh, moaned Heidi. We have to make more cookies. Emily tossed her braid and sniffed. Well, I hope you're proud of yourselves ganging up on us three to one. Congratulations. We all did our best, said Buddy, not wanting to see Emily upset. That's all that matters. Remember what Miss Mallory said, Michael? The girls looked at Michael expectantly. Mrs. Mallory is 92 years old, Michael told them. After we mowed her yard, she invited us inside for tea. She told us we just needed to do our best and trust God to take care of the rest. Emily slowly lowered her chin. We all did do our best, she said. I guess it doesn't really matter who won. And besides, 
A faint smile lit up her eyes. All together, we made quite a chunk of change. Add it up, Terence, said Heidi. What does it come to all together? Terence took the pencil from behind his ear and used the metal lockbox for a desk as he worked out the math. A moment later, he looked up with a grin. We five kids, who are too young to get real jobs, have together earned $512.14. Woo-hoo! hollered Buddy. The girls clapped their hands wildly while Terrence used his pencil to beat the top of the lockbox like a drum. Michael sat where he was and smiled broadly. I can't wait to tell my dad, he said. Now if we could just make a few hundred thousand more. Buddy gently shoved Michael's shoulder with his hand. Hey, remember? Do your best and trust God with the rest. I know, you're right, agreed Michael, but his eyes were sad. Michael Thomas, said Emily suddenly, we're still going to find that treasure. I know it seems impossible, and I know we're just kids, but we're not going to give up. Five pairs of eyes turned and looked across the rain-dimpled water to where the scrap of red fabric flapped and dripped on the stake in the middle of the pond. And five hearts still believed, in spite of everything, that the treasure was truly there. If only they could figure out how to reach it.